Hello everyone and welcome to episode 2 of 2024 on Dreamcast. This is going to be an episode of many because I did a poll on my Instagram and it seemed like many wanted relationships to be the topic of discussion. Not just that, but I got some uh, DMs about the specifics in the theme of relationships that um, you guys wanted me to touch on. And so this will be a four-part series on toxic relationships. Today we'll discuss what a toxic relationship is. The next episode will cover the impact of a toxic relationship. Episode three will be, do I leave or stay and how? And the last episode in the series will be about life after a toxic relationship. So we hear a lot about toxic relationships and, um, toxic people, but what exactly is a toxic relationship? Simply, a toxic relationship is where there is a continuous pattern of selfish, negative, and disrespectful words and or behavior. The opposite, um, obviously, a healthy relationship has a pattern of caring, encouraging, and respectful behaviors. So the opposite of a healthy relationship would be a toxic relationship. A key indicator that the relationship is toxic is when the, the, uh, it's, there's a continuous pattern because there can be traits of uh, toxicity in a relationship, but it may not be something that happens all the time or often. And so um, I want to just make sure I, you know, make that dis- distinction that it's something that it's continuous, a pattern. Patterns mean much. Um, toxic relationships are often unhealthy in that they undermine a, our well-being. They may be. Um, characterized by emotional manipulation, again, disrespect, control, lack of support. These are some of the things that um, are traits of a toxic relationship. And in these kind of connections, there's a general feeling often of not being supported, being misunderstood, demeaned, um, and our overall well-being and happiness is low. So we're going to discuss uh, the signs of a toxic relationship because identifying it is obviously what is necessary in order to move on or grow out of it. And by recognizing the signs and then taking steps proactively, you can remove yourself from that kind of connection and have a healthier more fulfilling relationship 
either with yourself or with another. So let's go into now what the signs are of a toxic relationship. The first one would be non-support, feeling unsupported. When we don't feel supported by the person we are choosing to be in a relationship with, it can definitely create or will create rather a feeling of general negativity in the relationship. Because when we're trying to accomplish and achieve certain goals, um, the encouragement of our person, our partner, our lover, whatever you want to call them, that is important in our relationship. If you're um, the person you choose to be with isn't supportive of you and what you are trying to do, that can be very detrimental to our feeling of overall well-being in the relationship. Um, I always say, you know, if you're genuinely interested in someone, you may not be interested in exactly everything they do but you will foster some type of interest in their passions, in their um, interests because of your interest in that person. I feel like that's something that would naturally occur. Um, And so, yes, that's one of the first signs of uh, a toxic relationship is feeling unsupported. Um, A toxic person may also see your achievements as a competition they may feel like they need to one-up you um obviously that wouldn't foster a you know a supported environment because you're competing against each other and sometimes we may achieve certain goals and our the toxic uh, person may not show pride in our accomplishments or um, um, make us feel good about what we did. And this can make us feel like our successes and interests don't really matter to them. And that's definitely not a good feeling to have in a healthy relationship. Another sign of a toxic relationship is toxic communication. Now, I can be a little sarcastic here and there, but if you are always being sarcastic, overly critical, uh, and then sometimes covering up and saying, oh, that was just a joke, I was just playing around, um, constantly finding fault and blaming, and yet not being accountable for your actions, lying, being passive aggressive, gaslighting. And for those of us that don't know what gaslighting is, that is when you make someone question their reality, uh, makes you feel like you're confusing, like you're going crazy because you know facts that this person is denying or questioning. And then it makes you like, it makes you question your, your sanity. Um, Sometimes we can, by observation, 
see how someone um, will treat us because I'm sure you've heard like the, the way they treat like a waiter or a waitress is can often be an indicator of how someone will treat you and that that really does matter because if um, you're with someone that's rude to the waiter or rude to someone um, outside just because maybe they see them as less than or because they're serving them or for whatever reason um, it can be an indicator of how they feel others should be treated and then why would they treat you any different they may at the beginning but that can change how we treat others is a definite indicator of how we'll treat those close to us Another sign of a toxic relationship is distrust. It wouldn't be abnormal to sometimes be envious or um, a little maybe questioning of certain things at the beginning of a relationship when you're getting to know someone. But if we have found ourselves to be constantly suspicious um, and mistrusting, this can be very draining to a relationship. We may not have even given our partner reason to be not to not be trusted, but when they just don't trust us for no reason, this can really make your enjoyment in the relationship decline. No one wants to feel like they're, they aren't trusted. Obviously, if you've done things that would create distrust, it makes sense that you wouldn't be <laughs> trusted. But if you have given no reason and if someone is overly um, suspicious of you, that definitely would be a problem. It restricts your behaviors. It restricts restricting how you act with other people um, because you're you start worrying about what they're going to feel like and um, that can create a lot of anxiety and uh, feeling like you're walking on eggshells about every relationship and interaction you have with someone else it makes you feel like you're being micromanaged and I know I don't like feeling like I'm being micromanaged um, by someone always like I need to know where you are what you're doing who you're with obviously um you know, there's a way to create a sense of trust and, and openness uh, in our relationships by being, you know, uh, open and saying, oh, I'm who you're with and what you're doing, but not in a way that it's for control, just sharing. And that's how we can also help the person that we're with feel comfortable and safe and secure with us. <clears throat> Another sign of toxicity in our relationships is disrespect. And this is uh, something that can be in, done in many ways. They may uh, demean you, especially in front of other people. They might criticize overly, um, not value your boundaries. Um, they may give you silent treatment, refuse to talk to you, um, especially when they're confronted about something that they did. Um, they may, 
you may have told them something that uh, creates negativity for you, like something that you you might say, well, um, I really don't like when um, you do this or that, and they're aware of it, and then they do it anyway. Obviously, a conversation would need to be had, and um, how they respond to your requests says a lot about them when they're reasonable. I'm obviously talking about reasonable requests. Um, you might say, you know, I don't like you um, liking pictures of girls on social media. It makes me feel uncomfortable. They know this and yet they do it anyway. And that is a sign of disrespect of your feelings and your um, value to that person. Um, lying, calling you names, being verbally unkind, these can all be signs of uh disrespect and toxicity it's hard enough to be uh, outside and dealing with people negatively when we come into our relationships we want peace we want calm enjoyment things that add to us so disrespect is definitely not something that would be healthy Another sign of toxic um, relationships is controlling behavior. Um, a person may feel like they need to control your moves, um, control your location, um, your how you dress. Um, they want things their way. They want all of your time to be just with them. Obviously, the person we're with is someone we would enjoy being with, so we would naturally want to spend a lot of time with them. But when you start when you start being isolated from like friends and family and you don't have independence and ability to do what you enjoy as well, that can be very controlling and make you feel like you're losing yourself. Um, it's important that each person in the relationship still feels like themselves and they aren't uh, losing themselves to the other person. They have to, they should be able to maintain their own sense of self. Now, again, if one of the parties in the relationship has created uh, distrust, by engaging in activities that make the other person question what they're doing, that can be difficult to navigate because now when you want to just go out and do your own thing, the other person is suspicious. So obviously these all have a domino effect and that's why it's important to not create that distrust first. But in general, if there was no reason for the distrust, for the feeling of distrust, then each person should be able to maintain their sense of self in a relationship as well as the coming together and creating something whole between the two of you.
Another way that toxicity uh, is seen in a relationship is walking on eggshells. And if you've ever done that, it is the most draining, uh, difficult, tiring, anxiety producing place to be because you're always trying to think ahead so that you don't do something that provokes the other person. If I say that, they're going to do this. If I do this, they're going to do that. Last time I said that, they reacted like this. So you're constantly in a mode of overanalyzing, overthinking, so as not to do something to provoke and so to avoid conflict. Um, person may have frequent mood changes and be very volatile and um, get angry at little things. Um, and then you have fear of how they're going to respond. So you might do things or not do things to, so that they don't get upset. Then you start hiding things. You might, it might put you out of your normal character because now you're doing everything to prevent their uh, dislike. You may start withdrawing your feelings. Um, it builds resentment. Um, it's, it's just a really, really hard place to be in when you're walking on eggshells with the person that you want to be the most free with. And, um, it can make you retreat into like a shell of yourself when you feel like you can't talk freely with the other person about your feelings, when you're on guard about not upsetting them. Um, you might also start questioning how they feel about you because you're constantly having to do this, uh, questioning in your head about how they're going to react. And so it can make you wonder if, do they really, do they really love me? Because one minute they're angry, one minute they're this, one minute they're that. It's important that, um, we are able to be open and free with the person we have chosen to engage with on that level because if we have to withhold that will create further issues and the final way that we can uh, judge if we're in a toxic relationship is if there are neglected needs if the toxic person makes it so that we always are giving into their wishes and what they want to do, even when it goes against our comfort level or our needs get neglected, and we're always going above and beyond so that they're happy and safe, but we don't get the same in return. Again, resentment will build. We will not feel fulfilled in the relationship. And we may try to bring up our emotional needs to them, but then they turn it around so that we are end up we end up being the ones comforting them, and so our needs never get addressed. And this leads to lack of reciprocity. That's a big deal to me, anyway. Um, my best friend used to always say, "If it's not uh, if it's not mutual, it's not worth it." when you don't have reciprocity 
after uh, sharing how you feel and um, gaining some type of assurance or comfort, it can really be detrimental to a relationship because the only thing that's going up is their needs uh, because those are the only things that are getting fulfilled. And so um, we may end up uh, seeking someone else to fulfill those needs. We might um, withdraw. We might um, become kind of just complacent in the relationship and that never serves to help improve or grow it at all. Um, We might also start to feel so alone in the relationship because really all we're doing is supplying their needs and um, we're left to kind of deal with things on our own and feeling alone in a relationship is definitely not somewhere that feels good. So those seven signs again of a toxic relationship are feeling unsupported toxic communication distrust disrespect controlling behavior walking on eggshells and neglected needs next we're going to talk about uh what kind of people are prone to being in these kinds of relationships. Did you know that certain people are more prone to drawing a toxic person to them? It's true. The kinds of people that draw toxic people are those that tend to be very caring, very overlooking of faults, and people that like to fix others. Highly empathic people tend to draw toxic people because of their caring nature. Empaths uh, tend to do all they can to ensure others are happy. They usually see toxic traits as something they can fix or change because they see the good in you. Um, I'm an empath. Um, I tend to really try to see the good in people, as I said, um, is a trait of empaths. We like to help others be better um, in all ways and improve themselves. And when we see things that are uh, traits that are negative it's almost like this great challenge to be able to help improve um, and remove those qualities and be better people and so um, when we come in contact with someone who is displaying toxic behaviors it's more like oh I can I can help you do better I know you had a bad childhood or I know, you know, you've suffered loss. And so I'm going to be the one to change it, to make you, to fix these things. Um, But in in that, you can uh, cause negativity for yourself. 
people pleasers may also be more vulnerable to toxic uh, people. Sometimes this is because they uh, tend to base their value in the things that they do for another. And a toxic person can take advantage of this. Um, also, how we were brought up, our childhood, if it was toxic or chaotic, we may be uh, more likely to subconsciously seek that because it's familiar. We all like things that are feel normal and familiar to us. And so when we are um, experiencing toxicity or chaos, if that's what we were used to, it gives us comfort in a way. Um, and it can, it won't make us feel like it's something we need to remove ourselves from. What's interesting is that we could be more suspicious of a non-toxic person because we feel like they're hiding something. If we're used to uh, engaging with toxic people and we meet someone who isn't, it's almost like, what's going on with them? <laughs> this is too good to be true. They're hiding something. This can't be. Something has to be up. And we're having the flags up for the wrong reasons. It's because of what we're familiar with, what we're used to. Another reason someone might be drawn to someone toxic is because they confirm what they think about themselves, which is really based in low self-worth. Um, for example, if I don't think I deserve to be listened to, I won't necessarily think it's unacceptable to be with someone who doesn't listen to me. And that's why it's uh, so important to have knowledge of your worth and value. It's so important because if we don't value ourselves, why should anyone else? If I don't value myself and I don't think that I need to be respected, cared for, listened to, cherished, why would you? Unfortunately, this is not something we all learn as we grow into adults. Oftentimes, it's something that we gain through uh, experiences um, with uh, negative um toxic people um, and various situations of that nature and then we start to really you know learn the of the value that we bring to others um, but that's a really it's a really important um, quality to be had is to be knowledgeable um, of our self-worth and to not entertain anything that doesn't add to that that doesn't uphold that um so again we've kind of touched on what um kind of people toxic people can be drawn to and if we notice any of these things in us even we can do a lot of self-examination and see if these things apply and then be more aware when we meet someone if to see you know if we might be with them because of them being drawn to us for those very reasons. Our next episode next week will touch on the impact 
toxic relationships have on us because they definitely have many effects and we'll go over that uh, next week so i thank you for listening to dreamcast and tuning in with me today and i hope that everyone has a wonderful positive energy filled day Thank you.